Hi, I'm Claire Davis from Mental Health Chats, and we're here to encourage people to open up conversations about mental health. I'm Claire Davis and I'm back with Mental Health Chats and I'm very excited to have Elizabeth Hall with us today. Hello Elizabeth, how are you going? Hello. I'm doing great, how are you? I'm well, thank you so much for joining us on, you're our first guest for the new series on body image and I'm very excited to have you because we probably haven't noticed Elizabeth's accent yet but would you like to tell everyone where you're located? Sure. I am from uh, Connecticut in the States. Yeah, over yes. the pond, over the pond. Over the pond. So, yeah. Thank you. And Elizabeth's going to be talking to us today about overcoming body image in a thin centric world, which is so important for mm. all age groups. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And Elizabeth and I spoke a few weeks ago planning for this. And we had so many different avenues that we could have gone through. Um, but what we've decided on is that Elizabeth's going to tell us a bit of her story. So could you tell us about your struggles with body image, please? Absolutely. And I'll keep it brief. Um, but in, in classic fashion uh, that I find with a lot of my clients, I started chronic dieting around the age of 12. So... 12 is an age where you're going to feel awkward in a lot of different ways. And mm -hmm. I took that and I projected it onto my body. And then I ran with that for 30 years as my running loop. Wow. Um, so I just went from uh, diet after diet, just sort of through that time period um, until I kind of woke up and realized that it was more my thought processes that needed some shifting, not my body. Wow, that, that's so interesting. And I think there are a lot of people nowadays, especially young people, who are feeling that pressure. Yeah. So if you can explain why do you think you really struggled at that age with your body image? Yeah, and so in, in some ways, it's very natural. It's very normal. It's, it's a strange time of life. Our bodies are changing quite a bit. We are in that phase of life where we're comparing ourselves. We, we almost can't not, um, but we don't have a very strong sense of self necessarily to know what to do with some of the judgments or the thoughts we're coming up with. Um, so we just internalize it. We just kind of take that discomfort and um, our world, the thin centric world says, hey, you should look this way. Mm -hmm. So it's so natural and so easy to take all the discomfort we're feeling and just focus it and funnel it on our bodies, especially if we have any way that we don't look the way that we're taught that we should. So it just becomes natural and our default, and we don't even stop to think about why we're doing it. Elizabeth, you mentioned there the what we should look like, the what we should. So what are some of the, the ideas that we internalize that we should look like? Yeah, and, and actually, this is kind of a fascinating topic, because what we should look like even changes over time, which tells you even more that it has nothing to do with our bodies. It's just what people tell us we should look like. And lately, that's taller, thinner, whiter, richer. 
um, all of these things that we internalize and think we're missing the mark if we don't match that in some way. So we end up carrying around this image and lately we've been carrying it around even in our back pockets because social mm -hmm. media will send all of these images to our phones and we look at that and we just have a judgment about ourselves if we don't match up to that image. Yeah, that, that's so interesting. And often what I find with people I talk to, it's their perspective, perception of what they think they should look like. Exactly. And it's what's going on in their heads of, I should be this, I should be that, I should be this, I should be that, when actually it's not what other people are thinking. Right. It's not what other people are thinking and it's just not the truth. It doesn't encompass everything about you. It, it can barely scratches the surface. Yeah. It literally is an image that you are carrying around in your mind that isn't the truth of everything that wow. you are. Wow. So. so you mentioned you struggled with this for 30 years. Yeah. So, yeah. so can you tell us, Elizabeth, how did you heal? How have you helped yourself? Yeah, I think the beginning was just having that awareness. So the awareness was huge that some of this was my thoughts in my brain that um, was perpetuating this, this um, pattern in my life of thinking that I needed to change the body. Um, and then I came into the additional awareness that I was feeling discomfort when I started to focus on my body. So I needed to go back and figure out how to be with discomfort whenever that shows up in my life, instead of going to the body as the thing to blame for the source of the discomfort. I actually had it backwards. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and that's kind of what happens to us. Our bodies pick up a sensation and we immediately come up with a story to match it. So yeah. in our world, it's pretty easy to match a story of my body isn't good enough when really it's just, I was feeling discomfort, being 12, going through yeah. puberty, being awkward. Yeah. And then I just, again, put a story on my body instead of realizing I just need to learn how to be with those feelings, mm. which are gonna come up you know, in life because we're human. So what process did you go through to heal and get to the stage you're at now? Yeah, so a lot of it was, again, brain, retraining so our yep. brains are plastic we can we can change the pattern so i had a pattern that just said there was something wrong with my body yep. um and it was just stopping that train not not yep. entertaining that thought not going down that path um and constantly bringing it back to my body is strong my body is beautiful whatever it was i wanted to replace that message with yeah and then also embodying that so finding ways to feel that in my body how do i feel strong how do i feel mm. um how do i feel like i want to feel in my body so finding activities that would support that whether it was just walking in yep. nature or some kind of a sport or movement um, or meditation, yep. anything that would help me ground and center just in knowing that I'm a so much more than my body and that my body really is doing such an amazing, great job at supporting mm -hmm. me in my life. Wow, that's fantastic. And um, are there any particular activities that really helped with this? Yeah, I would say actually like gratitude was a big part mm -hmm. of it. Um, just mm -hmm. focusing on a little bit of getting out of my head and getting into the gratitude yeah. of all the things that I have. Um, yeah. I, I tend to be a heady person. So mm -hmm. I, for the first 30 years, I think I lived just in my head. I, yeah. I was completely detached from my body. Um, yeah. 
And so having, having a gratitude practice, even if it's just at night, kind of a little running list of, oh, what yeah. are three things to be grateful for today? Yeah. Um, yeah, Talk yeah, about gratitude a lot. A lot okay. of the people on all the series mention gratitude. And I use a gratitude diary every night and I love it. It's fantastic. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, that's very validating that it's just so powerful. Yeah. Um, and, and on top of that, I love to journal. So I would wake up in the morning and even if it started with, I feel uncomfortable in my body today, I would just run through and then what, and then what, and then what, instead of just stopping with, Oh, so I have good. to go change my body and then going down that rabbit hole instead of really getting to the root of what was bothering me. Oh, that's brilliant. And this is the type of work you do with others to help yes. them, isn't it? Would you like to yes. tell everybody about the work? It's both online and face-to-face, -face, isn't it, Elizabeth? It is, yes. I have an office here in Connecticut and then I do virtual coaching online where I bring together what I've learned about eating psychology through my different trainings and my lived experience and I bring that together with life coaching to help people shift these patterns and really learn to appreciate their bodies from a, a deep sense of, it's not even body love, it's self-love. It's, it's just having that compassion, grace, and gratitude for even being here and having this experience. And, and when you can come from that space, then you are just a little more adept at dealing with whatever discomfort makes you want to turn and judge your body as you move through the world. Wow, that's interesting. So how can people contact you then, Elizabeth? Uh, they can find me online, uh, elizabethhallcoaching.com. Yep. Uh, they can email me at elizabeth at elizabethhallcoaching.com. I can also be found on Instagram, elizabethhallcoaching, and I'm on Facebook. Uh, if you search Elizabeth Hall Coaching, you'll find me. Oh, that's absolutely brilliant. So we're all working about on Mental Health Chats. It's all about working with you for better emotional fitness. And this is an, a brilliant example of having to work on our emotional fitness. So that's fantastic. And thank you for being our first person with this series on body image. And our next one is a man called Aaron Flaws. And he's from Los Angeles. And he's going to be giving the male perspective of body image issues, which is going to be very, very interesting from a different perspective. So thank you, Elizabeth, for You're your welcome. time. Yeah, and you. take care. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the chat. If you found any of the tips useful, follow Mental Health Chats. Thank you. Mm -hmm.